Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out-of-this-world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship, and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Welcome to The Pleasure Zone, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. For those of you who absolutely love talking about sex and bodies and pleasure, you're in the right place. If you have stumbled across this show by accident and you're very shy about sex and bodies and pleasure, the show might just give you a few tips and tools to help you feel a little bit more confident and competent in the bedroom. As well as if you are shy and you don't want to listen to the show, by all means, now's a good time to leave because what we're going to be talking about is sex and bodies. And why do I do that? Well, one of the things that uh, I've studied in my life and that I offer is sex and intimacy coaching in my private practice. Along with many other things to do with health and bodies, I love working with people on having more pleasure in their life in general. And one of my greatest pleasures is to assist others having more pleasure. So this is why we have the pleasure zone and this is what you are currently listening to. So today's topic, we have every week there's a new topic. So if you're brand new to this, you'll find that if you look back into the archives, there are over 280 uh, different shows that I've had. And um, I think I'm close to the 300 mark. I have to check that. So if uh, if you are new to this and you're just finding me for the first time, go back into the archives on inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can find all of the archives there. You can find a lot of the archives also in places like uh, Apple Podcasts, and you can find quite a few also on YouTube, in uh, iHeartRadio, uh, you name it. There's over 50 platforms that this show is being broadcast to live, and then also over 50 where it is found in podcast form. So, I hope that wherever you are, wherever you're listening, that you are in and ready for an hour of pleasure with me. An hour of pleasure with me for free. Amazing. My husband always says that it costs a lot of money to have sex with me if people are looking for that. So that's just an FYI. And you guys are getting an hour of intimacy and sex with me. How fun is that? So tonight, I wanted to talk about how to have great sex. Because what I find is there's an awful lot of people who come to me who, when I start discussing their life, even when it comes to health matters, I do bring up sex for people because there's usually issues that lie in that area. And most people will just shrug off and go, yeah, I don't do that anymore. I'm too old. I don't do that. I don't care about it. Ugh, I don't like it. It doesn't. Ugh, it's not even fun. Ugh. There's just a lot of ugh going on. So how do we get out of the ugh and into the mmm? Mm. I think we could have a little more mmm in our world. And that would be where we step out of kind of mediocre or poopy sex 
unless you're into poop, mediocre sex and into great sex. Now, for those of you who are avid listeners, you know that one of my number one things that I love to say, which seems so daunting to everybody, is that communication, the big C word, communication, is key to great sex. You mean it doesn't have to do with the size of the big other C? No, it doesn't actually have to do with the size of it or the motion of it or any of that. Because maybe the big C, the other big C, is not even involved. If you don't know what the other big C is, I'll spell it out for you so that this show can be broadcast even over Christian stations. The big C-O-C-K, that's the one I'm talking about. So for those of you who are like wondering how do you have great sex and, and it doesn't involve, uh, you know, big appendages, you know, uh, big boobs, if it doesn't involve all of these like superior sex organs or something like that, you know, that we would deem superior because that's what we see in pornography. How do you have great sex and not even have porn star sex, but it's still great sex? And first of all, I think that thought just came to mind because I do think a lot of people are comparing themselves to porn stars. And what they see in pornography is what they think is great sex. So let's think about that for a moment. If you, for example, are watching a cooking video where a chef, a trained chef, is making an exquisite meal that has 14 courses and they have been trained in the artistry of food design and they have all day to create this video for you that will last one hour and all you see are the snippets of the really good stuff. It's like watching that great cooking show. You're only seeing snippets of the good stuff, right? So pornography, it might take them eight hours to make that five minute video that you just watched or half an hour video that you just watched. But what you're getting is the snippets that have been put together in the editing room to create what appears to be great full-on sex for an extended period of time. That is the magic of film. So pornography is not the key to great sex. It is not even the key to necessarily educating yourself on techniques for sex. There are educational videos out there, and then there are just videos of people having sex which appear to be really amazing sex or really creative and, you know, inventive things. However, these people are professionals. Porn stars are professionals. So what looks like great sex to porn stars is very different than what looks like great sex to everybody else living their daily lives and not having the eight-hour shift of going in to film a movie where you have all this activity and film crews and everybody having you look professional and make the sounds and do all the rest. So, yes, they are having sex in pornography. However, they're not necessarily having great sex. They're having on film, they are having as 
as experts in their field, I will give them credit for that. They are experts in their field of being filmed having sex. Their sex is different than the rest of us. If that surprises any of you, um, that's awesome. So I'm, I'm happy to surprise you. What I'd like to do is offer you ways to have great sex in your life personally without having to be a porn star. So number one thing for me is to just acknowledge that whatever level of experience that you think you have or don't have, you can actually become an amazing lover. And even if you're shy, you can become an amazing lover. And even if you're right out there and obnoxious, even you can become an amazing lover. There are some really key things to keep in mind that make somebody a great lover, in my opinion. This is just my opinion of six years of study um, for this show alone, never mind previous to that, um, the different studies I've done on uh, sex and intimacy for many years, over 20 years, my curiosity just built and built until I just had to talk about it and have this radio show. So what are some of the key things? So like I mentioned, the first thing is communication. Without communication, and that doesn't mean that you have to say things verbally. You can communicate written. It doesn't, you know, a lot of people when I say communication, they're like, well, I can't talk to my lover about that. Okay, well, if you can't talk to your lover about it, then for one, are you deaf? Are you like unable to speak? And that's okay because you can still use sign language and you can write. There are many ways to communicate. In this sense, I talk a lot about on this show too about the energetics of communication. And in the case of communication for sex, I, I recommend that you have something either that you write about it or that you speak about it so that you're very clear on what the person feels and you don't have to feel your way around it or assume things like, oh, I picked up that she wants me and then even though you pick that up, she may not want you. So communication of actually asking the question is really, really helpful. So in order to have great sex, you need to have communication. Mediocre sex would have barely any communication. Mediocre sex is where you are having by rote, here we go, one, two, three, let's get it on sex. Now, if we're looking at having great sex, what we're looking at doing is actually discussing and having the curiosity of what else you could be having in your life. What more pleasure could you be inviting into your life through your body? And that's really what sex is, is pleasure through your body, right? So that's that's a great joy to have. And I'm hoping that for those of you out there who are listening and you're wondering, how do I communicate with my partner? How do I become a better communicator? Uh, for those of you who are listening, there was a show that I did a few weeks ago with, uh, with my guest. Uh, her name is Laura Armstrong. And we did a show on the bank code about becoming better communicators. And on that show, she actually talked about four 
distinct ways that people communicate. And it was a really uh, fabulous breakdown so that you can understand how you communicate, how your partner communicates, and how you can communicate together. So I encourage you to check out that show. Find Laura. Uh, find that link on that show, too, so that you can um, sign up for the free test under the bank code there so you can get more information on communication and how your partner communicates and how you communicate. What I want to give you is a very brief tip on communication is to keep your communication out of the blame game. So instead of saying, you never do this, you never pleasure me and you never do this, or you're always asking for such and such and I don't want to give you that. So keep it away from complaining and keep it constructive. And a lot of people have a lot of complaining and they don't really know how to keep the communication constructive. So how do you communicate constructively? Well, one of the things is to look for what you actually desire rather than what you're not enjoying. So if you really desire, for example, having more oral sex, then something that you can say to your lover is, you know what I really love is when you go down on me. I freaking love it. It's the best. And so if you let your partner know what you really like, then you can ask for that. And if, if you're, you know, if you really like having oral sex, but you're not really enjoying the way your partner does it, you can always say, you know what would really turn me on? This, this, and this. You don't have to say, I don't like what you're doing. Can you do this instead? Eh, nobody really does well with that kind of communication. People usually feel a little hurt or put off. So, and sometimes truly, if your body is just like not there, then just be honest with your partner and say, you know what, truly, like my body is in some kind of state right now where it's not getting turned on that easily and it's not about you. I absolutely adore you. However, my body right now is just not responding. So let your partner know too so that they don't feel like they're unloved or that they're not being the best lover they can be. Because truly, the best lover will hear you, communicate with you, not make you feel bad about it, um, and just listen. And then they'll communicate back and say, okay, I understand. Is there something else I can try? Now, that would be some amazing opening of communication. I know that a lot of people have this as the number one struggle uh, in relationships in general. So that's why I really bring it up a hundred million times a year that everybody can be reminded that if there's an issue going on, there is likely a lack of communication going on. So we're going to look at some more great tips for you to have great sex, things that you can ask for, things that you can look for. And we will do that right after this commercial break. So you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. 
Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspire Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspire Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenic. To participate in the program today from the U.S., call 815-880-TALK. That's 815-880-8255. From Canada, dial 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Or send your questions or comments via email to info at MilicaJelenic.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to the Pleasure Zone, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight we're talking about great sex and how to have it with ease, the easy way. So I know that for some of you uh, who are listening, I mentioned that communication is key to great sex. And for some of you, that might not be the easy way. Unfortunately, unfortunately, it is a primary and required way. So if communication is one of those things you're really struggling with remember to connect with me and we can have a little chat so for everybody who listens and mentions this when they um, when they message me you actually receive a 15 minute chat with me so you can have some 15 minutes of coaching with me um, as my gift to you for even saying that you listen to the show so let me know if that's something that you would like to get some tips and tools on communication and we can specifically work with a partner um, that you're with so that you can have more ideas of what to ask for and how to approach your partner as well. So for those of you who are confident in your communication skills, there are a few things I'd like you to know about what great sex is. What great sex is, is an energy that is orgasmic. And... I know that if you are an avid listener, you know the difference between orgasm and climax. So, org- And if you're new, here's a tip. Orgasms and climax are not the same thing. And oftentimes people mistake an orgasm as a climax as an orgasm and vice versa. It's a very, it's a very mixed bag. So let's get clear. An orgasm is the rising energy where you start to feel excited and your body feels really turned on and it builds and it builds and it builds and it builds. That's orgasmic energy. It's actually the life force energy. Wilhelm Reich talked about organite. uh, An organ is being the energy of life and it's a life-giving energy, which is also the energy of orgasm. Now, climax is different. Climax is where you get the, oh, ah, that. 
that's like that orgasmic energy where you hit that peak and your heartbeat is like super intense and then there's the release. The climax is like hitting the top of that mountain and then there's a drop. So that there can be a plateau at times as well. So orgasmic energy does tend to plateau, but then there's a climax. It can last for a while and then it can drop. Sometimes the climax is quite quick. So different, they're very different. And so there is a lot of misinterpretation and misnomers around what is um, what is an orgasm compared to what is a climax. So I want you to know that great sex, it does include climaxes, but it's not restricted to climax. What it does include is orgasmic energy. So the energy is building and building and building and continually arousing your body. Great sex also arouses your senses, all of your senses, in fact. So great sex will arouse all kinds of things. It'll arouse your sense of scent, your uh, like um, your olfactory system. Your it'll arouse your visual system. It'll arouse your auricular system, your touch. It involves all of your senses. So and taste as well how delightful that you can actually have sex with all of your senses and if you have never experienced all of your senses with sex and with another body now this is where sex gets so freaking delightfully fun and like you'll crave it like you might crave chocolate cake so how do you use all those senses well, one of the things I encourage people to do, and I did this in one of my very first shows about six years ago on a show called Fun for One. It was from, I think, September of 2014. Um, you can look it up in the archives, Fun for One. It takes you through a guided masturbation, sort of, with all of your senses. And I encourage you to get familiar with your own body first, if this is new to you. Uh, if using all of your senses is brand new information, get used to using your senses on your body. Because once you do, you won't be able to judge your body as much. Plus that exercise that I give on Fun for One helps you get over any judgments you have about your body and about your senses. A lot of people have things like they don't like how they look or they smell or they taste. or And this is one way that will assist you in moving past that it's an amazing gift i think everybody should listen to fun for one at least 20 times in their life i remember that when i when i actually did that show the producer that night had um, written to me the next morning and said holy cow i could hear your voice all night long and i woke up to your voice in the middle of the night telling me what to do and so that producer that night ended up having a, a fabulous time with herself and for her and I love that so the fun for one is a great place to start going through all of your senses to discover your own body then how fun is this thought is that you could go through all of your senses and enjoy your body in front of your lover one of these things um, I mentioned this because one of the things that showing your partner how you can have fun for one is that partner will learn a lot about your pleasure zones. Your partner will learn what you like, how you like it, and in observing you may actually get turned on 
just because they enjoy watching you be turned on. And that is, you know, compersion at its finest, having full enjoyment of somebody else's joy. So there, I think I did a show also on compersion recently. So many shows, it's hard to say. So go through your whole body with all of your senses. I'll give you the brief on this. So if you can look in front of a mirror, see all of your body and examine it and look at it and see which parts you like and which parts maybe you don't like. And just start to notice, is it a, any of those things that you're thinking about yourself actually true? Or is it just something that you've made up in your head? Like, oh, I think my butt's too big. Okay, is that actually true that your butt is too big, whatever that means, because that's like a scale of how do you figure that out? Or is it just something you've heard, made up in your head? Is it even your thought? Have you heard it from other people? You can start to like decipher what's true for you and what isn't. And then you can go through looking at your body, touching your body from head to toe, different kinds of touch, light touch, stroking, heavy touch, rubbing. You can use so many different kinds of touch on your own body. You can use different things to touch your body, like a feather, or you could use even like straps of leather on your own body or slippery things like oils. You can do touch with your body with all kinds of different textures as well. So you can start to figure out what you like. Then what you want to do is you want to taste yourself. Yep, taste yourself from any part of your body you can taste. If you want to lick your own armpits, go for it. If you want to see what your own um your own genitals taste like, go for it. Because truly, if you've never tasted your own genitals, but you expect somebody else to taste them, yeah, you know what? That just don't fly. So the more you know what your body tastes like, the more you can be not only okay with it, um, you'll also find that you start to be maybe even turned on by your own juices and scents and smells. So smell yourself, touch yourself, taste yourself. Enjoy your body because to be the greatest possible lover, you actually need to know what turns you on. Then through your own self-exploration, you can invite your lover to explore themselves as well and learn from them. And then take it the next level of starting to ask some questions like, I wonder if we could try this. Like, I've never tried an ice cube on a body before. What do you think? Would you like to try that? The suggestions can start to come up. And your lover may say no and just honor whatever your lover is saying because this is really about communication and listening. And they might say, not today, but maybe another day. I just don't feel comfortable today. Would be kind of a, a much nicer response or to say, don't really enjoy cold, but could you try something else? So that would be another way that you can invite your lover to continue to to enjoy your body, still honoring you and also uh, honoring them as well. So honor is a really, honoring each other, honoring yourself uh, is key to being a great lover for one and it's a key to being in relationship in general. Part of the elements of intimacy which are key to great sex. So one of the things that people also often think of as a thing that is a must for great sex is duration. They're like, 
That sex lasted all night long. OMG, I had sex for five hours. My lover's the best. OMG. Um, awesome. If your lover is happy with going for five hours and they are not exhausted and it's not affecting their health, good on them. And if you're enjoying it and they're enjoying it, awesome. It doesn't have to last five hours. And if it does and you're enjoying it, awesome. For some people, that could even be torturous because they've got other things to do in their life. And they're like, oh, my God, I've got this to do and this to do. And I've got to go build something and I've got to, you know, chase some sheep. I don't know. There's things to do in the world. So what I know is that we often have these misconceptions about what great sex is. You know, great sex means my lover's got the biggest this and the biggest that and the wettest this and the, you know, they got the chubby of a lifetime and they are stacked and man, and they're so fit that they can like pump it up for five hours on me. Yeah, not so fun. So I'm thinking that if you are the kind of person who thinks that you have to be like a porn star and you have to last like porn stars do for eight hours. They got like tubs of lube going on, uh, you know, ice packs probably on their crotch for a day after. You know, you don't have to be a porn star. Presence is key. Another great key to great sex is being present with your partner. And you can actually gauge when you are present with your partner by looking at them, being aware of their body, being aware of nuances in their body, nuances in their responses. As you become aware of your body and you become aware of their body, you can start to get what works for them. And maybe a five-hour marathon doesn't work for them. Maybe a 15-minute penetration session followed by lots of touch afterwards or lots of touch lots of touch prior is quite satisfactory so people talk about foreplay but it's actually there's a great book called she comes first and in that book uh, the author talks about that it's not foreplay it's core play and oftentimes it's the core play of playing with each other that is far more interesting and fun and and has you qualified as a great lover because you're willing to be present and touch and explore and play than that, you know, five hours of penetration. For a lot of women, penetration is not key. And actually, I know quite a few men who don't actually don't even enjoy being penetrated by other men either. Uh, so penetration is not always key. It can be fun, but it's not key. And what we know, uh, most women do not actually achieve orgasm through penetration. And no, Freud was not right in saying that that makes you having infantile um, orgasms. That's one of Freud's thoughts was if you cannot orgasm vaginally, you have infantile orgasms. He can go F himself. Because we know now that but we actually we knew then too, but he was ignoring science. We know and acknowledge now that women's orgasms tend to most of the time start in the clitoris, 
uh, and the clitoris is involved because it's incredibly long and deep, that what you're seeing there with the clitoris, the clitoral hood, that's the tip of the iceberg, but the clitoris is really deep. So even when there's penetration sex going on, you're still stimulating a part of the clitoris and it's 8,000 nerve endings. That was a tangent. I don't know why Freud jumped in my head, but I think he annoys me with thoughts of great sex because he had so many opinions on what that should be and how how wrong women were for not having uh, orgasms the way he wanted to. I think he just had really terrible sex and didn't really know what to do with a clitoris, so he had to write a book about it and make himself feel better. Maybe he had a small penis. It's hard to say. However, not that size matters, but for some men, if they have a small penis, they all of a sudden get weird about it. So he might have got weird about it. Anyhow, we are going to head to the next commercial before I go on and on about Freud for too long. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melissa every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzayelenich.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today from the U.S., call 815-880-TALK. That's 815-880-8255. From Canada, dial 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com or send your questions or comments via email to info at milicayelenich.com Now, back to the program. Welcome to the Pleasure Zone, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. For those of you who are now joining in the live show, we have been talking about having some great sex the easy way. And for those of you who are listening in podcasts, you've already heard the original parts, but I encourage you to go back and listen to the first part of the show if you're just joining now, because there's some gems in here, I think. That's just my opinion. So um, just before break, we were talking about how penetration is not always key for women, because that clitoris is like 
very long and strong. And 8,000 nerve endings is pretty amazing amount of nerve endings, my friend. So there are lots of things you can do with that clitoris and in so many different ways. And for more info on that, check out my show called Clitoracy. It's all about becoming more clitorate. That's knowing the clitoris and how friendly it can be. So that helps, right? Just knowing some body parts. I think a lot of us just, you know, gave up on, we kind of gave up on anatomy. We took it in school and we we're like, lungs, there's alveoli in there. There's some bronchia. Oh my God, that's too much anatomy. I'm done. I know I have a brain. I think I have a brain. I might have a brain. And then sex ed came along like grade seven and you're like, genitals. Yes. And then you just like, scatterbrained off and probably never took an anatomy course again uh, unless you were weird like me and like loved anatomy and wanted to know more about those crazy penises and vaginas so you just kept on going wanted to know more what affects them and how do they operate fascinating things we have so so having a little bit of background knowledge you don't have to become an expert or uh, any by any means uh, go to a university class on anatomy or anything like that, get some basics, basics under your hand, just to know the anatomy of pleasure is helpful. There's some nipples, there's some this, oh, that person has this, they have an anus, don't shove anything into the anus without lube, why? Because anatomy would tell us not to. So you have a little anatomy in your background and you can actually have a lot more fun. And, you know, it always amazes me when people just don't know the basics of anatomy, like the whole anus thing I just mentioned a minute ago. Always use lube, always go slow. And if you need more info on that, I think I did about three shows on anal sex, but I'll do another one real soon because I love talking about anal sex. It's a joy for me. And also it's fun to educate everybody on anal sex. Why? Because so many people are just having a hard time with it. It's shitty time and they need to have a better time with it. So we're going to get away from the anal sex shitty times and into something better. So, what I wanted to share with you guys is more about what is included in having great sex. And so I mentioned that it's not always about the climax, that it can be, you know, the building of the orgasmic energy, finding out what arouses your senses, all of those amazing senses you have, and having curiosity and questioning and exploring. So such an amazing thing to have. I find too that an amazing lover is somebody who's super enthusiastic like you might not have all the skills under your belt but it doesn't matter because the enthusiasm and the joy of enthusiasm is awesome and I think about like when I was a teenager and like zero skills except for maybe in my fantasy world I was super skilled but man was I enthusiastic and I think the enthusiasm is what had me have a lot of fun with sex and exploring and I actually had less judgment of myself as a teenager than I did in my 20s uh, only because I'd heard things and I became friends with men and they told me way too much and they judged women way too much so I started to judge myself and I should never have been their friends but I was and I'm over it now so enthusiasm I love enthusiasm it's like if you're naked and the person is just so thrilled that you're naked that their body goes into orgasmic bits of you know joy how awesome is that like to have somebody feel orgasmic in your presence just for you existing that is a gift so if you have a lover that's like that 
you're already 10,000 steps ahead of most. So awesome for you, as if it was a race, but there is no race. So what else? So enthusiasm, I think, is amazing, amazing, amazing. And I also wanted to mention, I made a few notes so that I could have some references here. may actually turn these notes into something for you. So one of my other things in my notes that I wrote was that it's not about specific positions or specific acts. Like you don't have, in order to have great sex doesn't mean that you have to do three things. You have to start with oral, go to penetration, either vaginal or anal, and then end with something else. So if you go, you know, oral, then you go penetration, then you go, you know, uh, masturbation, that would be cool. Uh, or as my friend and producer tonight is saying, swing from the chandelier. I have a sex swing, but I don't swing from the chandelier. I just swing from the bedroom. Um, those are tricky, by the way. Sex swings, you they are hard to fit a North American butt in. I'm just saying, like, check it out at a store before you get one because my butt has does not fit in mine very well. So luckily, my husband's handy and he adjusted it. Or that thing would have been a waste of cash. So, yes, swinging from chandeliers, swinging from your sex swing, whatever floats your boat, have fun with it. That's the important part. So, um, yeah, so what I also wanted to mention, so it's not about specific acts or positions like swinging from the chandelier. It's not about always doing it doggy style or doing it this way or doing it that way. Um, I encourage you to try out every position under the sun in every location possible. And I know, you know, indoors, outdoors, as long as you're not getting caught or arrested, cool. Um, I say outdoors because I have 45 acres of land and I can just like walk out into the woods and, you know, motion to my husband that he's going to get some action and we're usually quite good. So it's convenient having woods, except for in the spring with black flies and don't have sex when the black flies are out. That's not a good choice. That doesn't lead to great sex. That just re- leads to like great bites on your body. So what else um, do I need to tell you guys about? Okay, so uh, when it comes to great sex, when you're actually discussing these things with your partner and the communication line, one of the things you can do is create your um, your three-column list of things you would like to try Things you will never try that you just know about you, like, for example, what I know about me is I will never shove a glass bottle up my vagina or up my anus because I'm just terrified it would, like, break inside me and rip. So I know that's, like, on my no list. And for some of you, you're like, how did that even show up on the list? Well, I'm creative. I would think, I would think through the crazy zone, things I've seen, things I might have heard about, so that would go on my no-fly zone. And then there are things I might negotiate. Things I might negotiate might be like different size butt plugs. Maybe that's like a negotiation. Um, but things on my to-do uh, definite list are like oral sex, um, you know, sex in different positions, sex in different places. Uh, oh, I don't know. There's like so many things on my to-do list. So no what you're willing to do, what you're not willing to do, and what you're willing to negotiate on. You can create that list in advance and you can swap that up with your lover so that you guys can see. And sometimes on that that list, you might notice that the thing that your partner absolutely requires and needs, they might be like, I really require oral sex. 
and on your no-fly zone is you will never give oral sex. And if that's the case, that can create a rift. And if that is the case, once you've done your list, contact me because we can look at some ways to work around it. Um, because there are some amazing sex toys out there that can give the sensation of oral sex without you having to compromise yourself and doing something you don't want to do. So there, um, contact me. I can hook you up with the sex toys. We can also discuss some other options. So you can contact me through MalichaJelenic.com. That's M-I-L-I-C-A-J-E-L-E-N-I-C.com. You can message me on different social media sites as well. Usually I answer Instagram and Facebook the fastest. But let me know why you're contacting me. Hey, I listened to your show. I'm interested in having a quick session with you. And then I'll know. And then we'll set that up. So, well, the show is almost over. What the heck? I'm heading to the last commercial break. So you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices and Network. And we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Milica Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly, other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today from the U.S., call 815-880-TALK. That's 815-880-8255. From Canada, dial 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Or send your questions or comments via email to info at MilicaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Woo! Welcome back to the Pleasure Zone, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight we're talking about great sex the easy way, because who wants to do it the hard way? What a effort that would be. So some I just want to recap a little bit with you guys so that you're on track with me. So you know me, top way to have great sex is number one, communication, communication and communication. And number two is presence, being present. So I say this for pretty much everything in life, communication and presence is key. You know, whether you're parenting, whether you're working in your business, or whether you're having sex with your lover, communication and presence are so key. The next one also applies to things like uh, parenting and uh, other things as well. So show and tell. I find that show and tell is a great way to get information across. And that's a, a type of communication. It's also a type of foreplay and play. So let's recap. Communication is key for a great lover. Presence is key for a great lover. Willing to show and tell and share show and tell is key. That's play in general. Being willing to like explore 
and engage in new things. And also, as I mentioned prior to the break, enthusiasm, so key, and curiosity. Curiosity is what gets you to have these things like exploration. So fun, right? Like how how unfun would it be to have the same sex for like five years in a row? Even if it's great sex, it's like eating the same sandwich, you know, for like five years in a row. Eventually your body's like, I need something different. I just I just need something different. And you can have sex with the same person for 25 or 50 years and enjoy it as long as there's variety. Because bodies actually like variety. It's a funny thing. Our bodies love stimulation. And the more stimulated they get, they actually get more stimulated by variety. So one of the things, um, and I, I kind of do it akin to this. It's like your body will, if you had somebody say, I love you. I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. In that tone, in that way, for five years, you might shoot yourself. But if you had somebody come in and go, I love you, and do in different languages, with different levels of voice, you could probably handle that for a lot longer than a monotone, same thing, over and over and over again. So... Switch it up. Bring something new in, even if it means lighting a candle when you've never lit a candle. If that could be your extreme next step, like, whew, tonight we lit a candle. Whew, tonight we had sex with the lights on. That kind of little switches up can actually start to have sex become way more fun in general. And it's almost like it's new. Now you're having sex in the candlelight. The body looks different. Things feel different. The whole tone is different. So have fun with that because you can have, you don't have to do things drastically. You don't have to go from having missionary sex to then hanging from the ceiling and having an audience and, you know, doing like some kind of live sex shows. You don't have to go that extreme, even though I know some of us uh, talking about myself maybe would be totally cool with the live sex shows. However, um, you maybe don't want to go from the extreme of, having like regular everyday sex to being an extremist on that level, you, you can just add things to make it more exciting. You can add some toys, add some fun. And again, how do you know to, when to do that? Because you have a conversation. Because you maybe suggest it. You might offer it as an option for play. Like, hey, tonight, what do you think about me uh, bringing in the vibrator? Can I use it on your body? Can I stick it on your butt? Can I stimulate your perineum with that? Because perineal orgasms are are phenomenal um, and they're highly underused. Perineal orgasms are amazing. So you can bring out that sex toy and have some fun with that. Maybe I'll do a whole show on highly unused orgasms. Well, actually, we're talking about climaxes as well. So the highly unused, not-so-regular, everyday stimulation. So what I would like you to do is figure out what turns you on. And then go and whisper it to your lover or write it to them or have a conversation over an amazingly romantic dinner. 
want you to be able to communicate with your lover so that you can invite and enjoy even better sex than you'd ever imagined was possible. Now, I know if you listened to this show, you were like, maybe you were like expecting me to say, what you want to do is do it from behind and then I want you to take it and bring your hand around and stimulate that clitoris. And with your other hand, I want you to go in and find that nipple and just give it a little turn in your fingertips. Like, yes, I could give you some tips like that, but that would only be genuine to me. Uh, I can't tell you what your lover wants because you need to have that communication with your lover. There are some genuinely great um, things out there that you can read, like the Kama Sutra and Tantric books, absolutely. But if you don't have the communication down pat, then the rest of the sex, forget about it. So even if you want to have like super fun play with your lover, you still need to communicate about that. So if you want to bend them over, do them from behind and then throw a whole bunch of other things in there. Maybe there's handcuffs involved. This can be great sex if your lover's into that. And it can be terrible sex if your lover's not into it because it can actually be humiliating. It can be something that's degrading. And so great sex is very dependent on the individual. So if you know what turns you on, you can tell your partner that. And if you don't know what turns you on, self-exploration and maybe getting some books out there. There are so many great books on um, sex. There's one by Nicole Daydone called uh, Sex Done Slow, I think it's called. Slow Sex. It's called Slow Sex. Great book. There are, you know, there's some The Art of Sexual Ecstasy. Um, There's so many great books. So go educate yourself. Find out about your body. Get a little bit of background in your um, your body parts and explore, explore, explore and have fun. Remember to connect with me if you're having problems with any of this. Remember that you can find me on social media outlets and you can find me also on my website at com. So I just want to remind you guys to stay tuned in and turned on till next week. Good night. Thank you for listening to The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.